Welcome to the Perfect Time Podcast with Christy and Lindsay. Grab your coffee and let's chat mindset. In these mini episodes, we talk about how now is the perfect time to get in the best emotional, mental, and physical shape of our lives. Our minds are the most powerful tool we have. So let's grow together. Good morning, Perfect Timers. Christy, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. We're clocking in at 6.05 a.m. Um, and I'm feeling good. Rise and shine, everybody. Yeah, it's so hopeful that um, every morning I think the birds start chirping like, you know, about a half an hour before the sun comes up. And every morning that's getting like a little bit earlier. And I love when I hear the first bird chirp because I'm like, yay, the sun's coming. Okay, I know um, you woke up earlier than I did. What time did you wake up? Oh, I woke up at five. And so okay. the first the first bird started chirping like around 522. Oh. Yeah. Don't you think um, it's easier to wake up early when it's nicer out though? Oh, for sure. Like when it's cold out, that is so hard to peel yourself out of a warm bed. Like yeah. I just find that to be so challenging. So challenging. Um, so this is, yes, this is like my favorite time of year when you can wake up and it's light out at like 5.30, like in June when it's like peak. I love that. Yeah. Well, good. Um, I know we have some early risers because some of my friends, we set this podcast to start at like 4 a.m. or whatever on Monday mornings. And I have a couple of friends that are like you and some of them wake up even earlier and one of them walks her dog and she um is always like thank you for making it so early because that's how I start my Monday which makes me so happy yeah <laughs> for a bit for a bit I was waking up at 4 30 with um with our friend Courtney and um we she was my accountability partner for that so she would text me and just that little text just helped me to get up I don't know why um, and 4.30, although it's super early, it actually feels so good to get up. Like I, the earlier, the better. I am all about that early morning wake up. Um, just mm. to get in that time in the morning before, before the day starts, you know, I'm proud of you, girl. It's my favorite time of the day. I love it. <laughs> um, okay. Well, how's it been going? what did you guys do this weekend? Did you do anything fun? Um, we had a wedding. And it was so, I went to the wedding alone, actually, which I wasn't excited about. Um, but Seth has, has an annual like fraternity alumni golf thing. And it's the same weekend every year. And um, so he went to that and I went to the wedding. We thought he was going to be able to do both. And then actually, after I had RSVP'd that he was coming, we realized that the timing wasn't going to work out for him to do both. And I had to go back and RSVP, like, he's not coming. And that was so tricky. We should make a whole podcast episode <laughs> about that because that felt so hard. I wasn't sure if I should just let it go and him not show up or tell my friend, the bride, that at the last second that he wasn't going to be there. Um, yeah, I told her, I told her and okay. it was, yeah, it was not my favorite moment, but I, whatever. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, that's a tricky one. We should go into stuff like that. Tricky situations. That can be our next podcast. Yeah. Tricky stitches. Tricky um, stitch. But the wedding was fun and we had a good time. And yeah. yeah. What about you? I what saw you one of the pictures. Actually, it rang about when you said wedding. Um, I think I saw one of the pictures and I saw a couple other familiar faces. So that's always fun when you get a wedding with friends. Yeah, it was. It was a good time. Yeah. Um, we had one of our friends' birthdays. So we went over there and hung out. It was supposed to be a pool party, but it was like 60 degrees. So it was um <laughs> did not participate in getting in the pool. I wear my bathing suit underneath just for good spirits. Um and what else did we do? Oh, we had sports galore on Saturday. And I don't know. Sports galore. Sports galore. And then um, this is the kids last week. And so Wednesday um, is my kids last day. And then they're Like home. tomorrow? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wild. Summer's here. So exciting. Yeah. So I'm going to do some volunteering tomorrow at like their little fun field trip. Um, actually, Zeke's. Um, so, you know. That's do you all. feel like do you feel like summer's do you feel like summer's gonna hit different this year since you sent them back and like they're now coming home? Does it feel like you just yeah. got into a group? Yeah, I think we're gonna have some routine um struggles, if you will. Yeah. I mean it takes a second. It takes actually a couple months and then by the time you get yeah. into it, it's back to school. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I'm excited. It's kind of funny because I go back and forth. Like, I like a routine. I think we all, most of us in our family thrive on one. But then I also love not having one and not having yeah. and bustle of the morning. So I just need to create our own and put my kids to work doing chores because they're old enough and they're actually like really helpful when I give them jobs. So that's on me to be organized. So that's what I need. Well, that's like, that's like a perfect segue into what we're going to talk about today, kind of, because today we are going to chat about boundaries. And Lindsay, it sounds like that's just what you're going to have to create a little bit of a, like a routine with some boundaries at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, we're going to talk about boundaries, um, not necessarily just with kids at all, but just kind of different situations. We thought we would talk about different situations. Lindsay, actually, you got some of these from your friends, right? Like, these are like real life scenarios, and we're going to discuss them. Yeah, we threw out um, the question about boundaries. It's something, it's a topic that's been coming up a lot in conversations, I think, in my life and a lot of people's lives. I see it all over Instagram, um, just about boundaries, and that's like a whole topic. And so we wanted to bring it up and talk about it. Again, we are not like counselors or psychologists or anything but we are willing to talk about tricky scenarios and maybe what we've experienced or what we would do. And so we thought maybe the best way to talk about boundaries would be to get some real life situations, read them, and then we'll kind of dive into them. Um, So we'll see how this goes, but we have a few and um, some of them might feel familiar to your life and some of them might be different, but I think, um, you know, just to, to get our, minds I don't know rolling and thinking about do we create boundaries and how we can or should create boundaries in specific situations so 
We're going to start with some different struggles and then we'll dive into it. So I'll read the first one. Um, Wait, before, before you read the first one, I, can I say something real quick? Yeah. Um, I think before we get into this topic, like it, I've said this before on here, I know, and Lindsay, I know I've said this to you outside of here too, but like anytime I read this once, um, anytime you feel frustrated by something or annoyed by something that is not just you being in a mood for a second, if it carries on and annoys you, that is when you need to set a boundary. And my friend Carrie, who we've had on the podcast before, posted something yesterday on Instagram about boundaries. So I thought it was so fitting. Can I read it real quick? Yeah. Okay. It was from like, you know, one of those daily calendars that gives you like the date and then it gives you like a little blurb of that, you know, on that day. It was from that from yesterday. So super fitting. Okay. Here's where we get confused when it comes to boundaries. We want to be nice. We want to bring joy to others, to be good, helpful, agreeable, compassionate, popular people. And we think that compromising our boundaries is the best way to meet most needs. We mistakenly perceive boundaries to be bad, mean, unbending barriers that keep others out. We fear that setting a boundary means we're cutting ourselves off from others, delivering an ultimatum, putting up a wall, being demanding, controlling, rigid, and worst of all, selfish. Clearly defining who you are and what you're available for isn't selfish. And so I thought that was a really good little blurb about boundaries before we discuss these topics today. That's great. Yeah, that's very good. I'm like, let's talk about boundaries. Ready? Go. Um, yeah, that is a good introduction to what we're talking about. Um, Christy, can you throw that up on our Instagram or something? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and again, like not to go too far into the weeds, but I think like for some people who have never had this modeled, it's like we're learning this as adults. And so maybe boundaries wasn't wasn't a topic that you even thought of or heard of until recently. And so navigating that is a little interesting and can look different. And I really like the explanation because there are a lot of feelings that can come with it, which is I think is why people have issues with it. So yes. Going on. Okay. So here's struggle number one, struggle number one that we're going to talk about family vacations. Here was the prompt. Everyone has different ideas and expectations of family vacations, and it feels impossible to plan. I have a hard time navigating this without making myself stressed. What do I do? Oh, oh, these are, these are good. These are good. Cause they're, they're legit. I, yeah, I had we went on a family vacation last year and I had this exact, I felt this. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think, Linz? Well, I thought you were going to go into it. I'm just kidding. Oh, um, I can go into it. Do no, it's it? fine. I will. No, I, well, okay. So I feel like this could come, I need more details, but this could come from different, uh, many different directions and reasons. But I think... I think being as clear as possible in the planning about what you want and don't want is important. Um, For most people, we have limited vacation days. So for some people, that's 
two entire weeks out of a year counting sick days. So if you have limited time where you can vacation, I think it's important that it's something that you find joy in doing, even if it's with your family. Um, so that's the first thing I think being upfront and honest about what you want to do so that you're not just making everybody happy and bending. Yeah, for sure. I think, first of all, I want to say that there are certain members of my family that I know that I just can't vacation with, period. Like going on family vacation with some people is not a choice for me <laughs> because exactly what you just said, like time off is limited, um, time off is sacred, time off is meant to be enjoyable and um there are people in my very own family that I just know that it won't work out to go on vacation with. And I even think just saying that you're not available is totally fine, first of all. Um, second of all, I went on family vacation last year. And so here was the issue that, that we had. I am a planner. I am a little bit type A. I am a planner. And... Um, the people that we were, my, my, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law are not at all planners. They are like, go with the flowers, which I aspire to be in my next life so much. Like, I love that about them, but, um, I needed a plan. I also have this thing. This is kind of a funny thing where I fear that I am not going to get my next meal, <laughs> which is so ridiculous because there is food everywhere <laughs> in this world. But anytime I go on a trip, whether it be like a short trip or a long trip, I am packing food because I just don't know where my next meal is coming from. And I can't handle that uncertainty. Oh, <laughs> and so, wow. which is, it's, it's kind of, I'm being a little bit dramatic. No, I know. I know what you're saying though. You like to know. I like to know what the food mm -hmm. scene is going to be like for the day. I get it. So I guess what I figured out a couple of days into our vacation was that I at least needed a food plan. And I felt like food was a good time for us to come together. Like maybe we could do some different things throughout the day, but we would at least come back together for meals and especially dinner. Like breakfast was kind of on our own. Lunch was on our own, maybe sometimes. But dinner, we, we made a plan for that. That way the whole day wasn't planned out. Like maybe I would prefer, mm -hmm. but part of the day was planned out to give us enough structure to be able to feel like we were together as a family. Yeah. And so that's what worked for us. We ended up like planning our meals and when we would go and when we would, you know, like have a meal and um, where it would be, whether it would be home, who would cook it, or we would go out to dinner, where we would go and what time. <laughs> But did you um, voice that, Christy? Did you say I would like a plan for meals because that would make or did yeah, it? Yeah, I I think after like feeling unsettled for the first couple of days, I did voice that like we should at least make a plan for meals. And actually what what happened was um I posted something on Instagram while I was on vacation about how different people travel differently and that I was struggling with the lack of planning on that family vacation. And one of our mutual friends 
said something to my sister-in-law like, oh, you guys must be not having a good time. And when what I posted, when I posted it, I, I was coming from a place of like, I'm having the issue. I wasn't upset with my sister-in-law or whatever. So then it forced us to have a discussion because that twat friend like tried to make drama out of nothing. Um, but <laughs> anyway. It's really funny. But but then I did, I was like, you know, passive aggressive or something. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to be at all. I was just asking people. Yeah. On, you're like, no, I'm pretty direct. I'll, I'll say it myself. Yeah. Like I was kind of like throwing shade on myself in that situation, but yeah. that person I interpreted it. I get it. Whatever. Anyway, um, we ended up having a conversation where I was like, I just, I need, like, we, we have a strict bedtime. We have it for Ruby. Like we like our meals at a certain time. Like we just need a plan. And then that worked for us. Um, I think that is a great example um, like of how to work stuff like that out. Just like, I would like this. You're not asking for the whole thing to be planned. You're taking a part of it. I think that's great. Um, I think if it's like to like taking it back to the question though, if, if the planning is the hard part, again, I think being direct, what your budget is, what like as much as as much information as you can get out before the planning starts, I think the better. Because once it gets deep in the woods, it gets hard to like, ugh, I don't know. And, yeah. and I do think the reality is there's some families, like whether it's your family or friends that are way easier to like make plans, like the whole thing from the start yeah. to finish it's easy or it's like complicated and once you hit complicated you're like well that was fine but I'm probably not gonna do that one again <laughs> right and but like how sad would it be to like leave a family vacation and be like we're not doing that ever again you know like you took your week right, off yeah, of work yeah. you traveled you spent all this money so yes yeah. be direct and I I think that's going to be a theme during this whole episode is mm -hmm be direct. And like we said before, or like I read before, direct communication has gotten for some reason of, of, um, a feeling of selfish or rude or whatever. And I think it is in fact, the exact opposite. If you are being polite, but direct, there's no way to misinterpret. And it only can help someone in my opinion. So mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Should we move on to the next? Yeah. Circle goal? number two. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. You want me to introduce this one? Work, work yeah. boundaries, work boundaries. I used to work with someone who would come to me at 4 PM on a Friday and need something finished that day. I would get so irritated because her poor planning wasn't my fire drill, but I had a hard time saying no because it's work. Ugh. That's the worst, by the way. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know this one because I can't super relate, but I, again, think um, if it's 4 p.m. on a, if something becomes like, oh, if it's a one-off, like sometimes I think you just have to kind of like deal with it sometimes. If it becomes a pattern, like every Friday at 4 p.m., then I think it's time for a conversation, a direct conversation. Mm -hmm. But how hard? 
it's really hard. And I'm assuming this is probably a manager or boss figure because I feel like it's a, if it's a peer, it would be a little bit easier to be like, it's 4 p.m. on a Friday, you know, yeah. like this isn't going to, I don't know. So I'm assuming it's somebody that you report to or this person reports to, which is harder, but I totally agree with you, Christy. I think it's like, if this became a pattern, say this is the third time, I think you complete that project and then you have a conversation that's not in that fire drill feeling and you say, hey, this has happened three Fridays in a row. I can no longer get projects at 4 p.m. On a, on, on a Friday. It's not fair for me. You know, if you need something done, you need to give it to me by X date. Um, I love working with you, but I need you to respect my time as well. Or yeah, or like, I think that's a great idea. And, or say like, hey, could we have a check-in Friday morning to see where we are with the day and what needs to be done by the end of the day? That way I can have the whole day to get this done. I want to do this for you. I want to finish the work, but I also really value my family time. And we have dinner every Friday at five or we have whatever. If you don't, really you need to plan a dinner every Friday at five. Yeah. So. Get, get you get you a reason that you are need to be at that door <laughs> yeah okay the good I feel like we tackled that one well that's okay, a hard good. one though work is hard because you obviously want to do a great job okay and and like these are all going to be hard and I think that's something that we just have to get cozy with is that these situations are going to be hard life is hard you have to choose your heart and like again if you're suffering silently through the hard, that's when you need a boundary and you're going to have to have hard conversations and be direct, but the relationship is going to benefit from it so much on both sides of the fence. So do the hard. Yes. And then something that else, when you said that, that jumped in my head is most likely if that's happening, then you're bringing work home because you're so frustrated. So then you spend your Friday night frustrated or par a part of it. And so that could be alleviated if you do have that direct conversation, you know? Totally. Yes. So. Okay. This is moving in a different direction. Um, so struggle number three, and this is interesting. In a backwards way, my mom's lack of boundaries and the constant need to feel like I have to protect that, even though it's not my job, frustrates me. Boom. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's definitely a snowball effect when there are no boundaries present, right? Like that yeah. creeps down on the family when there's family involved, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I have enough context here, though, to understand actually the, the situation. Well, let's make um, up something. Let's say... Okay. Because I feel like, it, yeah, it could go a different way. So let's say it's like has to do with um, watching kids or something. So say you live like a mile from your parent and they're used to watching your child and they do it all the time, but they're like doing it whenever you ask them. And there are certain times that you like, let's say you found out that they're like canceling plans or um, rearranging their whole life every time you ask them to do something for you and you don't want them to. So you're scared to ask them because you're worried that you're going to impede on their life. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yes. 
So that could be a scenario. Then what do we do? Um, I think it's time for a conversation. Like you need to go to your mom and say like, thank you so much for always making yourself available. I, you're always available. And I want you to know that sometimes it's okay if you're not available. Like maybe the mom just needs permission from you to mm -hmm. be unavailable. And, and like, sometimes we value people and we, yes, we value people more when they're not available because that provides us a boundary that we want to respect. And, um, I think that just creates more of a respectful situation to, to have the boundary there. Um, because yeah, then, then it kind of becomes this codependency. Like now we're worried about mom because mom hasn't told us how she feels. And so it's like, we are worried about her when really mom should just be telling us how she feels. Mm -hmm. um, and when there's silent suffering like that, that creates resentment in relationships, right? So maybe that mom, grandma is suffering silently and she resents every time she's watching the kids because she missed her Bible study or she missed her card games with her friends or whatever. Yeah. Cause she um, wants to be helpful, but she doesn't for some reason feel like she has like, like capability of saying no. Right. And, yeah. and like, we're human. So if you're, if you're not saying no ever, and you're doing something just because you feel like you have to, you're not going to show up. Like the people around you are going to feel your energy and, and feel your emotional resentment or your yeah. unhappiness. Like you're, you're not going to be the best version of yourself if you're doing things without having boundaries in place. I really feel. I agree. And here's the other thing not just with like babysitting or whatever. I think you can be able to say that doesn't work for me, even if you don't have anything planned. Hey, it's been a long week. I'm not able to do it. I need to take this time to X, Y, Z. Um, you know, like you don't have yeah. to have a reason why you can't do the totally. thing you to do. Um, the other thing that I was going to like say about this struggle though, like some another maybe advice or another way you could go is if, assuming this is about like kids or watching kids, if it could be this example, um, maybe for the interim start finding somebody else that could watch the kids. So maybe a sitter when you're doing fun stuff, if they're part of your childcare team, your parent, then you're probably doing that for them to spend time or for financial reasons, which is fine. So maybe like the times where it's like, you're going on a date night or doing something outside of work, um, maybe just having somebody else watch. And so you don't feel like you have to keep asking all the time. And then maybe that will free up some, some time for both of you. Yes, totally. Um, I love that. Okay. Moving on um, to the next one, or we still have more? No, no, no. Let's go. Let, let's do the next one. Um, this is a good one. My parents slash in-laws buy my kids so many toys they don't need. And we don't have 
slash want to make space for it. I try to tell them to buy less, but it's not working. Oof. Well, I think this is a quick, this can be a quick one. And, <laughs> and um, Tracy from the lighthouse helped me when we had her on. If mm -hmm. you need to go back, this is a good time to go back and listen to her episode. She, um, she's the gal who helped people declutter their homes and organize. Um, I think what you do in this situation that will nip this in the bud and get your point across very clearly is say, thank you, mom. Thank you, father-in-law. Thank you, whoever. We're going to leave this toy at your house because we don't have any more space for it at our house. And when our kids come, they can play with it here and then leave it behind. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Just say, oh, this, this is a great toy to leave here. Okay. I like that. But what if it's, um, they're walking in the door, coming in for a visit and it's like Paw Patrol tower and all this stuff. And they're coming in and it gets sat on your kitchen Island. Oh, they're you... bringing it over. Yeah. They're, they're, they're coming with, they're coming in hot. The other thing I think, the other thing I think you could do is say, um, we don't have any more space for toys. Um, this year instead, could you gift the kids some experience gifts? We really mm -hmm. value those, like give them other ideas of things. Cause maybe they just don't know what else to get. So mm -hmm. like tell them we would really love passes to the zoo this year, instead of this nine foot tall Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol tower, you know, give mm -hmm. them an idea of an experience gift mm -hmm. or something that you guys could do together as a family. Um, and really just like emphasize how valuable that would be to you guys. That's a great, great advice. That's but that's hard. It's hard. Because like Tracy says, the second that that item crosses the threshold of your front door, it becomes your responsibility. So um, I don't know. That just gave me this visual image of me like standing at the front door blocking with my arms up like the the Paw Patrol tower from me. <laughs> well, and like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think if it's not working, obviously this has happened multiple times and you've had to try a conversation, had to have a conversation. Like it seems like you've tried. Um, another thing you could say, again, not when it's like right when they bring it, because I feel like that feels hard. Um, it could be a different time where you say, I see that you love giving the kids gifts. And I understand that that like is the way that you show that you care. Um, but I've already had to donate so much of it because we just can't have all this around. So like, I just want to be honest with you that it's just, it's not going to be able to stay in our house. So instead of you bringing it and us donating it, then move on to what you were suggesting. Like, be honest that like, it's yeah. not, it's not even staying in the house. So like, Basically, you're spending <laughs> stuff that's not staying. Just ask your dad on the way out the door if he could please load that Paw Patrol thing on the top of the car because you're taking it to Goodwill when they leave. Send <laughs> <laughs> me a trip. <laughs> Go donate this. But like that's all, that might sound harsh, and I've actually probably would never have the guts to even say that. But I think the reality of working through like what that actually means, like we don't have room for this, means like we're not making room for this. 
Mm -hmm. And it would help, at least I think it would help me shift my gear. Like, okay, they, if they're not even going to keep it, like, you know. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, you guys, when you, when you give someone a direct, this is not, I'm not talking passive aggressive. I'm not talking little hints. I'm talking when you give someone direct communication beforehand, such as mom and dad, I know that Zeke's birthday is coming up. We don't have any more space for toys. So if you could please gift something that's an experience gift and then mom and dad show up with a Paw Patrol tower, you have already given them your boundary. And so at that point, if they still aren't respecting it, then, then that's your permission. You get like a free pass to do with that Paw Patrol tower, whatever you want, because you've already given them that boundary and they just didn't respect it. And so if you hadn't had that conversation, then yeah, it's a hard thing for you. Cause what do you do with this Paw Patrol tower, but you've already told them and they just didn't respect it. So I agree with you, but the tricky part that we're not talking about yet is there's kids involved. So the kid sees the Paw Patrol thing and he's excited now. Yeah. But how long is that kid going to actually, what, but the kid probably may, I mean, the kid may not play with that Paw Patrol tower for very long. If it's like the way things roll in my family, like, well, that's true. But I'm just saying, like, I think the tricky part is like, you're bringing things in and now you're inviting the kid to kind of like dictate your decision it's just it's tricky yeah it is tricky these are all tricky for sure and I think you know in that situation then then the kid has to choose like the power ranger tower now that has to go because the paw patrol tower is here instead like you want to keep yeah switch tower yeah but definitely tricky okay well that was good let us know how it goes (laughs) Um, okay next one you want to do it yeah okay so number five here's one when you feel like you've given so much time and support to friends but don't feel the same in return how do I navigate that Mm. tricky I don't know like I mean it is a boundary thing because it's your emotions um, but it's complete. This one's kind of complex because you know, um, I have thoughts, but I don't want to keep like monopolizing. No, I like I'm it. not an expert. I could, okay, you have real life experience, that's great. So, I actually had a situation and I don't want to like speak too much about my my personal life on here with you know whatever but I had a situation with a friend who was my very 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 good friend best friend if you will and as time went on for whatever reason this was my one of my really good college friends and we live in the same we lived in the same city And in my mind, I had just always thought like that because we lived in the same city and we weren't from that city and our families weren't in that city, that we would be each other's person, even as we had children and that I would almost be like an aunt or an aunt to her kids. And she would be the same to mine and that 
we would just be together a lot on the weekends and family friends, like we would just become almost like family friends. And that was my expectation, but I had never verbalized that to her. I had never said, I want to be this to your kids or, yeah, or, or whatever. And uh, in fact, our relationship wasn't like that at all. I, I, I very rarely saw her. I, and I was upset by that. Like I wanted that same friendship that we had had to continue. And, um, for whatever reason, it wasn't from my feelings, it wasn't reciprocated on her end. Like I felt like I was always asking her to do things. She was unavailable. I wanted to, you know, she was not available to me. And emotionally, I was upset about that. And I had to have a conversation with her eventually um, that was basically like, for me to be okay with our friendship the way it is now, I need to dismiss you from that best friend category in my head. Like we had this phone conversation. There were tears involved. It was a hard conversation that came after probably a month of me just like ignoring her and like being really angry. I was, I was angry because I wasn't getting from it what I needed. And I, we just had a conversation where she was like, I am unable to give you what you need. And I said, okay, thank you for letting me know that I am, this doesn't change our relationship. All it does for me is dismiss you out of my heart as being my best friend so that I can not have to hold you at such a high stake where I think we need to be spending all this time together. If you're not available to do that for me, you know, Wow. and we had this like, it, it was a hard conversation, but we had this like best friend breakup. That's a bad word. Breakup is a bad word because, because she's still my friend and we're not angry with each other and yeah. whatever. I still see her. And when we're together, it feels just like old times and whatever. But for that's me and my head, I, I had to dismiss her. Yes. And that's not something she would know because she's not a mind reader. So it's good that you said something because she did she didn't know how you were feeling and you didn't know how she was feeling, but you're both feeling things. I think we both knew, like, I think she knew that she wasn't, that I wanted to be with her more and that she just couldn't give it to me. Like, I think we both knew how we were feeling, but we had never discussed it. And so it was like, she was constantly feeling like she wasn't giving me enough. And I was constantly feeling like I was upset that she wasn't giving me enough. Yeah. And so we, we just, so again, every time we were together, it just felt there was something off there and yeah. we just needed to have a conversation about it. Yeah. I um, think that's, that's really cool. Um, not cool, but like a good example of communicating and bringing your, yourself and your emotions up for somebody else who can take that space. Yeah. So it, for me, it was just setting an emotional boundary almost with myself, but also with her. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to think of you as my best friend anymore because when I do, it's too hurtful for me because I don't, I only see you once or twice a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I like that. Um, I well, it's, yeah, friendship. We we were talking off this offline, Christy and I, about doing a whole episode or more on friendship and how 
you know, different kinds of friendships and adult friendships versus childhood friendships and things like that. So I think this topic is kind of complex, but what I would say to this proposed struggle is, um, I think if you're feeling like this too, maybe even before a conversation sometimes, um, like take a step back and see how that feels because if you're not getting the time or the support or um, if somebody's canceling on you all the time or whatever it is that's making you not feel appreciated as a friend, I would like, I mean, I would probably take a step back and pour time into the people that are wanting to do that. Maybe somebody you haven't been able, you've been meaning to like get lunch with, but you haven't yet. And maybe trying to cultivate other relationships and not put like all your eggs in one friendship basket and see how that feels because sometimes when you take a step back like maybe that friend needs you to take a step back and doesn't know how to how to articulate it or maybe that friendship like had its purpose and it's just changing and you're gonna have to work through that like Christy did that's a very normal thing that I think like people go through and you don't want to go through it necessarily but it happens and so I just think like some of it, this might not feel like you have much control because you feel like it's the friend, but truly you do. And so my, yeah, my suggestion would be take a step back and try to put your energy into other people and see where that goes. Yes, for sure. I love that advice. And also like, are you trying to get something like worth or anything from that friend? Like, what is it about that friend that's making you feel like that you know yeah like maybe that's some like work that you need to do on your own sure like you're expecting something constantly from mm-hmm. someone when you know sometimes friendships ebb and flow and maybe you are in a season of like your friend needing more from you than you are going to get in return and I think sometimes that's okay um because maybe down the road there'll be a season when that, you know, flips around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oof, that one's a hard one though. And I empathize because it's hard when friendships change. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go for the gold, Christy. All right. Um, Let's see. Okay. Number, what number are we on now? Six? Six, yeah. Okay, I struggle with having a boundary slash my own space and feeling obligated to do something for family or with family. Um, okay, this is a good one. I think that, I think I understand the situation here. Um, this is, it's tough. I feel like it's tough for sure. I mean, especially like, I'm just gonna, try to look at it through my lens right now, which is the only lens I have in in this context. But like, for me as a mostly stay at home mom, maybe this isn't what the person means, but like, if you stay home with your family and you're home and surrounded by your children or your husband at all times, especially now with a lot of people working from home, um, you're not getting that time out of the house or time alone. And while I mostly think time should be spent together with family, 
there there is a need and it is okay to need your own space or time um and i just think you know like making that a priority to communicate about is so key maybe yeah. your family doesn't realize that that you need that space um they probably don't especially as women and wives and homemakers and and meal meal providers like sometimes it just ebbs and flows that are you know sometimes it just flows that you are the the main person of your house and and people don't realize your husband your kids don't realize how much you're doing from them like i certainly didn't realize the value of my mother until i became a mother and how much she did for me and so like i think sometimes you just need to say like i need some space husband can you take the kids to the park on saturday morning so i can sit and read for 30 minutes or clean for 30 minutes uninterrupted or whatever it is just direct communication um is key there yeah when i hear this too i think about like maybe a family that like all lives in town and when you were younger before you had kids like you were used to doing all these things together but then you had time to recharge and um, I mean, I know like not all of us are moms, but like, I, I do think like that is a season where you, you just don't have as much time to recharge. And so like what you were saying, um, it just puts you in a different category. Like what you were able to do before you, you just can't have capacity to do it. I mean, I even know like my mom would be like, what are you guys doing on Sunday? I'm like, grocery shopping, meal prepping, like not all of it's fun. Like I don't have capacity to be like on the fun committee every day of the week, you know? Right. And um, so I think like every fun thing you can't participate in or you can't be available for or else you have like five inch, you know, dust bunnies all over your house. Like there has to be times where you carve out time to do the things that you need to do for your home and your family and yourself. Um, Margin. 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 I do find that is a struggle. And I think like, especially when, when you get to the point where you're like child rearing, a lot of our parents are now entering the point where they're like, have more free time because some of them are retiring or, you know what I mean? And so it's a different scenario, I think of like balancing, but it's back to what you said before having that direct communication. But if that's not what your family's used to, that can feel hard. If your family's not used to having direct, like, this isn't going to work for me, you know, and right. not having to over-explain yourself. Um, I think that you do feel kind of bad about it because it's not what it used to be. So I think everybody being okay with changing too, like this isn't a season that you can do this and everybody needs to respect that yeah and I think like if like you just said if you are giving boundaries to someone who doesn't have boundaries or doesn't know boundaries you of course are going to come across maybe that person is going to be taken back by that for a second um or for a week or so but then they will come to see in time, if you're consistent with your boundaries and you stay respectful to your own boundaries, and then when it's time you give that 
person the time that they deserve. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we, you know, like I read in the beginning, like boundaries feel scary to some people because they think that other the other person is withdrawing entirely or that they'll never get to spend time with them again. You know, those are those are very real, but also very irrational feelings that often come as a, a as a side effect of never having boundaries. So it takes a second to get everyone boundary trained, if you will, if that's not something that anybody is used to, but everyone will get a boundary training retreat. (laughs) But here's the craziest thing. My mother was, is so bad at boundaries. And, And I could say that to her today and she would not be offended. Like she knows, like I didn't grow up with boundaries at all. And I think because of that, I've, value it so much and I always say to like myself and my sister and my family like I could have easily turned out to be like a drug addict on the streets because when I was in high school I literally had no boundaries like I could do whatever I wanted whenever I wanted alcohol like I had no boundaries and for a second I did do whatever I wanted whenever I wanted but I don't know, by the grace of God, I realized like, and my mom is not a bad mom. She's lovely, but she just never wanted, she wanted to be my friend more than she wanted to be my parent. And, mm-hmm. and because of that, she didn't, I didn't have boundaries. Yeah. Um, and now I just realize why they're so important. Like they're just so important. <laughs> but well, I'm that's cool. I like that about you, that it wasn't something that you grew up seeing. Maybe not like you kind of decided for yourself that it was important. And I think all of us have the ability to do that. And maybe we didn't recognize that that's actually what we need. So if we're feeling like, you know, overwhelmed or frustrated with things and maybe it just happened because your life changed and you, you know, you need to, you need to have new ones. Like we have the freedom to change our mind, change our boundaries. I like it. But also like I'm, not a professional boundary. No, nobody. At all. Um, I just, I do please. value that. I think they're very important. Yeah, I am learning more. Um, okay, so this is total sidebar, and I'll find her name, but I listened to this podcast on um, attachment styles, relationship attachment styles. Yes. It was so good. It talked about like being anxiously attached, withdrawing, and like that does go with with boundaries and stuff so anyways I would love to have somebody at some point on about that because it talks about relationships and styles of like why people um feel the need to like be with people all the time uh, it's very fascinating to me but that I digress that's a sidebar um but I mean I love that more complex than we think it's not just like oh they don't respect my boundaries it's what you said maybe they're scared that they're you're trying to kick them out of your life. And you're like, no, I, I'm not. I just can't do, you know, Sunday dinner anymore or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, Wait, can we, can we, can we, oh. yeah. Can I ask you one that's not on our list, but oh, yeah. something I think is really relatable for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. How do you guys do holidays with family, seeing everyone at Christmas time or Easter or whatever the big holiday is that your family always celebrates? How do you guys divide your time there? Well, that, that was one that was sent in and it didn't make the list, which it should okay. have. Um, so for our family, I feel like it's very easy, but I know this is a thing for others. And several of my friends mentioned that 
my in-laws live out of town. So it makes it very easy for us to, like we decided early in our marriage to do Thanksgiving with his family because it's also his mom's birthday. And so every Thanksgiving we go to North Carolina and then every Christmas we're here so that our kids can be here. And because we've been doing that for 16 years, <laughs> it's just what it is, you know, but I have a lot of friends who have families that are both in town or accessible, like within an hour or so like driving in. I feel like a lot of them are very stressed out with making all the things work every day or every holiday. Yeah. Yeah. How about I love you? that you, um, well, the first year that we were married or that we were together, we, both of our parents are divorced. And so there's like four steps, you know, if we tried to see everyone, there's at least four steps. And one year we did four steps in like a two day span. And here's the thing about that. I was depleted. My holiday was unenjoyable. Everywhere we went, felt like they didn't get enough of us oh you're leaving already yeah and then I was pissed because I'm like what the heck do you mean we're leaving already we have to go three other places mm -hmm. you you know and so anyway all that to say it didn't work for anybody no one was satisfied with the amount of time they got to see us they wanted more I felt depleted by the end of our trip I didn't even feel like I got a holiday at all because I was working the whole time to get see everyone and I basically made that year a checking of the boxes. Okay, we saw so-and-so, we saw so-and-so, we saw so-and-so. Mm -hmm. And after that, I realized, okay, we need a boundary. It's almost like you have to pretend, like Lindsay, that your family lives far away. And now, just like you, I have family in Cincinnati and here, so only like an hour and a half away. But we still, every year, go to Cincinnati for Thanksgiving, and we stay in Columbus for Christmas because of Ruby wanted, I wanted Ruby to be home mm -hmm. but even if you're all four of your family members or all two of your family members live in the same city you can st you don't have to have distance to create that boundary you can, still, you can still make that same exact agreement and I do think for us at least it works better so that everybody knows where we'll be each year and no one has to ask oh, am I going to get to see my daughter for Christmas this year? Like, no, we know that it's not, it's just not what we do. And maybe let's celebrate, you know, we always end up celebrating with them later or before, mm -hmm. but it takes that responsibility off of you for all the holidays so that you can enjoy them. Cause yeah. And again, it has nothing to do with you not loving your family anymore. It's now you have another family. It's complex. It is not feasible to see four different families in a span of two days and have quality time. It doesn't make sense. And, um, and as much as everybody wants it to be like that day, the point is to share time together. So whether it's the day after or the week after it's okay. It's yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like, I think there's a grieving period when you put boundaries in place. Sometimes there's a grieving period where someone might be upset for a minute or a couple little bits. But if you hold true and stay respectful to your boundaries, they're going to get on board with that too. They just will. Um, but 
I know that holidays are a tough one. So I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, it's good. I mean, for us, and again, it's a different scenario. I think it's black, it's pretty black and white. I mean, every now and then it'll be funny because somebody's like, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? I'm like, hmm. Well, for the past 16 years, we've been going, to, but there was, I guess, a couple one-offs with um, having babies. Like there, Jude was born in October one year and I'm like, yeah, I'm not traveling. But um, yeah, other than that, I think the more clear you can make it, especially well before the holidays ramp up, that's always better. If you're saying something in June, nobody's like in the holiday mindset. So it's better to like, yes that emotional like that emotional moment isn't there yet so yeah right, that's exactly. a good idea. yeah you gotta you gotta strike while the iron's hot in the summer um okay <laughs> do we have one more we want to do oh um, no or is that it no, okay so this is a funny one this is one I want to do number seven really quick and then we can sign up okay, okay. So this was one we got struggle number seven when grandparents pick up my children from my house without talking to me first, they just texted the grandchild. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a hard no for me. That's like really not, that's like borderline. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> that's bad. Whoever sent this in, I am so sorry. <laughs> your parents have a serious boundary issue. <laughs> um, I, I mean, obviously their kid is not five, like mine, they must have much older children, but even still, I mean, that's bad. That's a safety yeah, it's issue. Not, it's not good. It's not great. Um, well, that I shouldn't, I should not keep repeating. That's bad. That. That is just like, you just, you, someone is crying desperately for boundaries in that situation. Like that's a, you just need to, yeah. Someone needs major boundaries in that situation. Yes. And this goes back to our conversation before about like, I don't know, technology and blah, blah, blah. This was a non-issue 20 years ago. The fact that grandparents can now text their grandchild and have a different way around the parents. And I'm not like totally against it. Like, obviously I want my parents to have great relationships with my kids. So I'm not against them, like texting them. That's not what I'm saying. But like the fact that grandparents can be a direct communication to the grandkid to the point, like, I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to whatever, um, that just couldn't even happen before. Right. You call right. the landline and like your parents are at work, but like this is a new scenario. I think that this generation and a new have to deal with. Yeah. Um, so I guess as far as confronting I, it, I mean, I feel like it's pretty easy. I would just draw a hard line. Like, I'm not sure where the wires got crossed, but that's not gonna work for me. Like, you're gonna have to tell me. Um what you'd like to do and we need to agree on a plan when it comes to the kids I do think this brings up like a bigger topic though and that is like maybe this is kind of a, a an intense example but like when your parents or your husband's parents still feel like they are the primary parent of your child like when your grandparents when the grandparents try to fill the role as parents 
mm-hmm. instead of filling the role as grandparent. Like that's hard for some grandparents to step back and let the parents be parents. Mm-hmm. Like that's a that's a common thing, I yeah. think. Um, and so I think that just requires a conversation of like, you had, I've had this conversation with people in my family. You had your opportunity and now it's my turn and I need you to respect, like, respect and dismiss your parenting obligations to my child instead I want you to be the fun grandparent the parent who comes and is fun and like don't I don't want you to have to feel like you have the responsibility of raising my child I'm doing a good job thank you very much sit down you know be humble sit down yeah yeah I mean I mean not a surprise that some of these more of these came with like family slash like a lot of them have to do with kids um and and boundaries around parenting or kids or in-laws or parents or whatever um I think it's a real thing and I think it's something that we need to sit with a little bit and think about how we want to address it with our own families or our own situation if it's bothering you um and move forward because like Christy said, and I'm learning this, but like the more clear we can communicate with these things, the better it is for everybody in all of our relationships. And it's funny too. I don't know if you feel like this, Christy, but I feel like with my husband, with Justin and I, I am a very clear communicator. Like I do not hesitate to like, I don't dance around stuff. I feel like I can say what I mean without getting in an argument. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just easy. And then I feel like there's other relationships that feel like, give me like anxiety thinking about communicating with. (laughs) And obviously I'm not married to them, but I'm just like, I understand why it's hard to have those conversations. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think, but I think when it feels hard, that's when you almost have to retrain your brain or build that muscle memory of like, when something is hard, that means it's valuable to you, right? Like all of these situations have one thing in common. They deal with people that we love, right? Mm-hmm. These no one sent in no one sent in boundary issues with, you know, the man at the grocery store who parked too close to their car. Like that wasn't a that's not a common problem for people because you don't have any attachment or love for that ma- that stranger at the grocery store. These are all people that you love. And so of course it's going to be hard. And I think what we have to just remind ourselves is like taking the easy way out here doesn't show love. That's actually not loving at all. Like doing the hard, having the hard conversation, doing the hard work is the best way that you can show your love to someone. Mm. And that's really just a little mindset switch of like, this is hard because it's valuable. Yeah, that's good. I like And I it. guess that's my kind of whole takeaway of this whole thing of like, you know, this is hard because it, it means something to me. And so that's why it's hard. Mm-hmm. And I want to preserve this relationship. And so I'm going to do that hard thing so that there's no resentment or this relationship doesn't fail or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Well, we probably all have work to do. So let's get working on our boundary setting. Um, and I like it. Well, any other last thoughts around these? These were so good. I appreciate people who said Yeah, thanks for sending them all in. I think they're awesome and I think they're relatable. And, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, we can keep chatting about this another time. If people have more, let us know and we can do another episode. But or I love you're the a boundary expert or have worked through a really hard boundary and are willing to share your story. We'd love to have you on. Yeah. Yeah. And let's chat, like you said, Lindsay, sometime soon about like attachment, um, the, you know, attachment style relationships. Oh my gosh. I would love to have this like expert on that I listen to, but I mean, that's, that's bucket list goals, but Hey, dream big. Um, yeah. okay, cool. Well, that's all we got for today. Hopefully um our non-expert advice <laughs> or ideas maybe shifted something with you or at least got you thinking so yeah and practice it practice it in little ways throughout your week the rest of the week practice setting a boundary where you otherwise have felt like you ha need you know haven't or there's a need try it see how yeah. it goes it's the perfect time all right okay. to